No fear. Have no fear. Uh, Alug, it's great to be back with you. Uh, it's, it was a great trip. You saw it on there. It said everything, and so I don't need to say anything else. Just great to be back. Uh, I want you to lift your hands before the Lord right now because I believe that God wants to speak something to us and just receive from the Lord. Just put away every distraction, sports, kids, weather, and let's just believe the Lord right now. Father, we are just so grateful with your presence. We're so grateful, Lord God, that you can speak to us. And because of that, God, we can be changed. Lord, would you do that today? We open up our hearts to you to change us today. Father, would you do that? We yield ourselves and we're humble before you now. And we thank you that your word is alive and it's powerful and it changes our heart in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Come on now. Thank you for your presence, Lord. You know, let me just say this before I preach, that there's a difference between motivation and inspiration. Motivation is something that comes from the outside inward. Sometimes it makes it all the way in. Sometimes it's just like a, a coding. You're motivated. You hear a motivating speaker, you're motivated to do something. But inspiration is something that comes from the inside. And inspiration will take you where motivation never can, and it will keep you where motivation cannot. So let's be inspired uh, by God today. Let something inside of you spring up, O oh well, within my soul. Jesus spoke about a river of living water coming out of you. So let's believe God for that. Can we do that? We're in a, we're in a brand new series today called No Fear November. And today we want to talk about fear of the future and sort of set things in line for you. How many of you, let me see a, a show of hands. How many of you are, 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 you just love to get on the highest, fastest, craziest roller coaster that man has ever known? I mean, raise your hand if you just love that. Look at that, I mean, we've got some pretty bold people. You know? Now, how many of you would not get on a roller coaster if somebody you know, was like twisting your arm ready to break it? You just, you know, so we're, we're about half and half, you know, and, uh, and you know, that, that's no big deal about a roller coaster. You can ride it or not, but when it comes to life, sometimes fear takes over. But the thing about fear is that fear doesn't always work the way we think it does. Now, now the world, as we know it, as we, we're, we're in every day, the world is filled with fear, especially fear of the future or fear of the unknown. I mean, that's where all our horror movies come from. You know, you hear the music and they're walking up to the proverbial door and nobody knows what's behind the door and you don't know. And, the, and all of a sudden the door opens up and everybody screams and sometimes there's something behind there and sometimes there's absolutely nothing behind there. We, we fear the future, you know. Uh, I, I'm just wondering, what are you fearful about? I want you to just think about what are you fearful about? Because uh, people are fearful about a lot of things. Some people are fearful about loneliness, being totally alone. Some people are fearful about uh, not being alone. Uh, relationships, marriage, some people fear growing up. Some people fear who's going to be president. Some people are fearing all kinds of things that are going on in the world. But now fear is real. But watch this. The 24-7 media has, has such power of, uh, 
on us, that they, they actually, they breed fear in us, you know, things like, well, ISIS is going to take over the world, and oh man, you know, Islam is this or that. By the way, let me tell you, I was with Pastor Larry Stocksdale in Dallas Wednesday uh, for a surge, a global surge project a meeting, and uh, he's got connections all over the world, and he was speaking to a, a two of the leaders of a major global network. I mean, this is major, and they, they told him, uh, one of them, uh, both of them are from Egypt, and they said 12 12 million Muslims have converted away from Islam because of ISIS. 12 million. 12 million. Come on now. So you see, uh, you'll, you'll not hear that on the news, but, but we have inside tracks with people who are powerful men and women of God who are on the front lines there who get the straight dope, if you know what I'm talking about. So let's not get, you know, the, 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 the media will, they will create fear and then they'll just market it to us and then they'll report on it. Stay tuned. Can we ever make it out of this horrible recession? You know, all these things that have been said to us over the years, but the thing about it is, is that we don't really fear the future. This message is about fear in the future, but we don't really fear the future. What we fear really is the past because the future has not come yet. So really what we fear is the past of how things have happened to us in the past. And we build walls around our lives to protect us against what has happened to us in the past, but actually we're building walls that are imprisoning us for the future. So we fear what happened. You know what happened to mama. You know what happened last week. You know what happened last time we did that. And we fear that. And fear happens uh, to most everyone. I have had fears myself. Now, there's two ways that you can face fears. You can face fear with foundations, a sturdy foundation, or you can face fear with feelings. Foundation is stable, and feelings, you know as well as I do, very unstable. So it just depends how you want to face it. So the question for you today is, are you fearless? Remember, boldness is not the absence of fear. You, you understand that? It's not the absence. To be fearless means you face fears. They're real. They're there. But you're fearless, or are you fearful? Are you full of fear or do you have less fear? Very, very important that we do this. Question is, are you fearful? Are you fearful? So I want you to try to pinpoint uh, a place in your life right now where your greatest fear, what you really fear, and try to see if you know what the origin of that fear is. Just kind of look at it and say, where did that thing come from? Fear of whatever happened. Usually a traumatic experience fell off the house. Now, you, you know, you can't climb up a ladder or whatever. You know, I know one man, just a wonderful man of God that, that has great faith and all that, but he will not get in a swimming pool. He will not get in a swimming pool because when he was a kid, he almost drowned. So I told him, I said, man, let's go, come over to the house. Let's go swimming. Come on, let's go to the beach. No, no, I don't go to the beach and I don't go swimming because I almost drowned once. So that's a fear that he has to deal with and, and fear works that way. Now the enemy, your enemy uses fear to paralyze you from being everything that God wants you to be. It would be amazing if we could remove all fear from people. Can you imagine being absolutely fearless about everything? Can you imagine how much further you would go in life 
if you didn't fear things. How much stronger your relationships would be, how, how your family would be strong, you know. So now, now I want you to listen to this. I'm going to put this on the board for you. And that is the foundation of fear is the fear of the future. And the foundation for facing the future is the fear of God. Now get that straight. We fear, we fear the future because of what has happened in the past. And so the foundation of fear is the fear of the future. But, but the, the foundation for facing the future is the fear of God. Proverbs chapter 9 verse 10 says, fear the Lord. Fear the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom and knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. And then in 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, it says, perfect fear, cast, perfect love cast out fear. So now I, I'm, I'm told I, I should fear, the, the, the fear of the Lord is the, the beginning of wisdom and knowledge, but now perfect love casts out fear. So it seems like they're working against one another, but they're not actually working against one another. They actually work perfectly together. When I fear God, it becomes the foundation of my life because I'm going to have wisdom and I'm going to have knowledge. Those who know God through Christ Jesus have uncommon common sense and those who base their lives on feelings are never stabilized. Understand that. Fear is a problem for more people than what you can ever imagine. Perfect love cast out fear. If we respond to the love of God, if we really, I'm talking about really responding to the love of God, where you know that nothing can separate from his love, that he's all powerful, all knowing, he's everywhere at the same time, and that he loves you and that he cares for you and that he's going to meet your needs, then fear has no hold on you. You understand that? This is not complicated. This is very, very simplistic, actually. You know, when you love somebody dearly, you trust them. Kids love their parents, and so they trust them. If I love God and I know that he loves me, we're not talking about comfort here, and we're not talking about never going through trial. We're not, we're not talking, but we're talking about I am trusting God because I love him so dearly. Well, you know what it does? It remind, you know, reminds me of a seesaw. Remember the old seesaws when we used to play on it when we were kids? What happened to the seesaws? Where are the seesaws now? I think we ought to start a movement. Hashtag bring back the seesaw. Uh, you, know, you remember the seesaws? You remember you'd be on the seesaw and you'd have one guy on one end and you'd be on the other end and you'd be way high up. And what would that guy do every time? What would he do? He'd jump off, man. Hey, look at that bird. He'd jump off. You know, and you know what happened to you, huh? Whoa, pow. And so probably that's why we don't have seesaws anymore. You know, 500 kids went to the emergency room with, with some problems and they said, it's the seesaw. I say, hashtag, bring back the seesaw. Old style, wood. A two by 12, Jack, on that thing. But it reminds me of a seesaw. You see, the seesaw, love and fear. Love and fear. Think about the seesaw. When, when love is up, fear is down. When fear is up, love is down. Seesaw, fear, love. Fear, love. When the level of your love of God and your revelation of how much you know God loves you, 
then fear is put in its proper place down. That's what we need to, you know, fear, fear, love, fear, love. The foundation of, of our life, the answer to, to fear is a proper foundation. I'm going to say that several times because we have to understand that otherwise fear is always up and love is always diminished. Example is David and Goliath. All of you know about David and Goliath. He threw a rock in the, in the giant's head and he, he killed him. But, but let's back the story up a little bit and realize what happened when David went to bring his brother some cornbread. You know, the dad said, go bring him some cornbread. And so he went. And there was the entire Israelite army, the whole King Saul and all of those guys, including David's brothers. And they're absolutely petrified by this giant named Goliath. They can't move. I mean, it's been a long time. He just every morning comes out and taunts them. And they just cower in fear. And David comes up here, a younger man, he comes up, he says, what's, what's happening, guys? Well, you know, they got the Goliath, you hear him, look at him, there he is. And, and, and David did something that's amazing. David uh, looked at the giant, and then he went retro. He, you know, we need to go retro. Sometimes we go retro like Levi 501's button fly. Go retro, come on now. Come on, hashtag bring back 501's button flies. I got two of them hanging in my closet right now. They cool, but it's a lot of work. But anyway. You see, so, so he went retro. Retro means go back. And so here's David. He looks at Goliath, and then he goes retro in a positive way. He remembers what God did for him in the past. He said, you know, there was a day I was working with the sheep, and a lion came. And, man, I took that lion on, and I killed the lion. There was a day that a bear came to, to harm the sheep, and I killed the bear. And so he went retro on what God had done for him. And then he looks at the, at, at the giant Goliath and he says, you know, a lion and a bear I took out. So who are you, you uncircumcised Philistine? Who are you? I can take you if I took that and that. If God was with me with the bear and the lion, he will be with me with the giant. So you've got to go retro, come on, in the past. Now, now, let me just give you a few things to help you to deal with this thing of fear. Number one is that you need to borrow from the past. David, remember, you've got to borrow from the past. You don't borrow fear from the past. You borrow victory from the past. You borrow trust from the past. Let me ask you, not one of you has starved to death yet. Every one of you had a place to live last night. You had a house in the rain. Every one of you. Now, if God has taken care of you for the last 20 years, 30 years, or 50 years, don't you think that he is able and willing and will take care of you until you go to be with him? I mean, look, come on. If you love him, trust him. You borrow from the past. He healed me once. He'll heal me again. He set me free once. He set me free again. Come on now. He vindicated the truth in my life once, twice, five times. He'll do it again. Instead of cowering when life situations come your way and you have to make hard choices, realize that God was with you in the other hard choice and he will be with you in this hard choice. You want to borrow from the past and you want to project it into the future. If you borrow fear from the past, you will project fear into the future. Number two, you don't want to deify fear. 
We deify fear, make it like a, like a God, like it, it's, it's there, it's big, and it's real. Fear is real. But what you fear may never play out like you thought. Mark Twain said this, he says, I'm, I'm an old man and I've had many, many troubles, and most of them did not come to pass. The majority of things that you fear will never come to pass. Now, I know, I, right Instantly in some of your minds, you say, yeah, but I, I feared something once and it did happen. I feared it and it did happen. Don't tell me. Well, I understand that things happen. But I'll tell you what, I cannot live on the, on the meat of the past. I have got to project things into the future or else I will be destroyed in the present. Don't deify fear. Don't play that game. Don't say, you know, it's going to happen a certain way. Don't feel that way. Wow, you know, at the moment, it really doesn't seem like it's going to work out that way. Look, I put an acronym up for you with fear. Just throw that up on the board for us. Fear means future events already ruined. If you are a fearful person, and if you're borrowing it from the past, and if you're deifying fear and projecting it into the future, then your future events are already ruined. How many people live this way and never live life? Hebrew says that, every, that, that, that people live in fear of death. The devil has people in bondage because they fear death. If you fear death, you will never live. Never. I think about death quite often. On the television yesterday, there was a man who died when he was 75. They said he lived a full life. I said, 63, 75, I've got... 12 years. If, if I'm like him, I've got 12 years left. I've got 12 years left to live. I, I want to live them. You say, yeah, but I'm going to live to be 95. Yeah, but when you're 94, you got one year left to live. <laughs> and some people think they're never going to die. But yet, now they know they're going to die because they're real old. <laughs> so when you go retro in the negative, you'll run, every event will be ruined, everything. Nehemiah, the, the great builder in the book of Nehemiah who was a captive in the land of Babylon and the king of Babylon was there and he was the cupbearer to the king and God put in Nehemiah's heart to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem that had been knocked down and he had to go before the king and really ask for permission. Now, if he had went retro into the negative, it would have been, oh my God, I can't go tell him that. If I go tell him that, he's going to kill me. He's the king. We're in exile. I'm a I'm a prisoner. I can't go ask that. But he didn't go retro then. He went retro to the positive, and he went to the king. When the king says, what's wrong with you, Nehemiah? Nehemiah said, well, you would be in the same shape I'm in if your city that you were born and raised in was all torn down. And by the way, king, can I go rebuild the wall? And the king said, you sure can. No problem. Not only can you go, but let me give you letters of authority and give you provisions and resources that you can do it. So many people never, ever move forward in their life and make hard choices because they are fearful and they stop at the door of fear and they never, ever move forward. Young man, if you like that girl, ask her out on a date. Be a man. Walk up to her house. Don't text her with a smiley face. <laughs> face your fear. And that goes for everything else. And some of you can't laugh because you are so intense with life that you don't have any fun at all. Lord, help them. You know, fear is real. Fear always hides in darkness. 
Fear is always, it's occult. It hides in darkness. You know, we've been going to the beach for 40 years now. 40 years we've been going to the beach. I love the beach. It's my favorite vacation. I love the beach. I love the water. I love the surf. I love the play in the surf like a little kid in the surf. I love it. I love it. Love it. But over 40 years at the beach, I have not one time ever gone into the surf at night. I ain't going in the surf at night. When we were kids, we, we swam in black water, ponds and bayous. I mean, South Louisiana ain't a clear, I mean, maybe the bathtub's sort of clear, but everything else is just absolutely murky, muddy water. We'd swim in that stuff. We'd open our eyes in these, well, you couldn't see, you could see nothing. And then 1975, a movie came along. And I have not been in dark water since that night. You're not getting me in dark water, dude. You don't know what's in there. Get out of my way. <laughs> Swim all day. Night comes. I ain't even going to the beach. Morning comes. Back in the water. Have a great time. Isn't that amazing what happens to us? Psalm 21, 7 says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? We could almost add, what shall I fear too? He's my light. That's the foundation of truth. The Lord is my light and my foundation. He is my foundation. He's my salvation. I should not have to fear anyone. And then John 1, 5 says, the light shined in darkness and the darkness did not extinguish it. Darkness cannot extinguish light. Once you bring things into light, there is no more mystery to it. That's why when our kids are scared at night in their bed, we walk in, we flick on the light, and we say, look, there's nothing here. Get up. Let's look in the closet. There's nothing there. There's nothing to fear. Let's look under the bed. Well, we might not want to look under the bed. There might be things there that, you know, <laughs> leftover stuff. But we, we expose things to light. And if you'll start exposing things in your life to light, you will find out that your fear is not warranted. The third thing that you want to do is that you want to beat the scenario syndrome. The big what ifs. What if this? What if that? What about this? What if this happens? What, what, what if he fires me? What if I do? You know, I remember one day I had to go to my boss and refuse to do something that he had told me to do. Now, this is in the world. This is not in the nice Christian community where people understand things. And this is the man that signs your check that puts food on your table to feed your kids, pays your house note. And uh, it was a very, very big deal in our company. And, and I remember I couldn't do it. I was a Christian. I could not do what he wanted me to do. I could not lie. I could not cheat. This, this, I couldn't do it. Too many people were going to be harmed. And anyway, God said, you can't do it. And so I remember walking down the hall. It was a short hallway, but it seemed like a, a, a mile, like the green mile. You know what I mean? It seemed like, my goodness, I'm getting, I'm getting ready to go get executed. Here it is. I could just see my kids and my wife down on the street corner, you know, with shabby clothes on, begging food. And, and, and so I walked in there and I just remember just taking a deep breath and just being honest and putting everything out why I couldn't do what I was asked to do. And to my astonishment, not only did he not fire me, but he understood completely. And then I guess he did it or somebody else did. It got done, but I didn't do it. You understand? And so you, you, you got to beat the what if. What if I say this? What if I do this? Well, you know, what if I ask her? What if, what if, I, what if I don't take that job? Well, but what if you do? What if, what if it's right? What if it's good? What if it's pleasant? What if, it, what if it really, really, you know, accelerates your life? What if you can do it when you think you can't do it? What if God will do it for you if you'll just believe him? 
what if? Instead of what if in the wrong way. Matthew 6, 34 says, so don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow, guys, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. So I got another acronym for you that you might want to incorporate in your life. And that is fear, face every day and reboot. Instead of living in the past and boring this in the past and thinking that experience is the only way to live by, because if so, that means every negative thing you'll never try again. Most people that are greatly successful has failed many, many, many times. And Pastor David shared with us a tremendous message about how to handle fear, I mean, how to handle failure and to continue to move forward. So if you will face every day and reboot, amazing things will happen. I love Lamentations 3.22 says, the faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh when? Each morning. Each morning, life is brand new. So life wasn't good yesterday. So things happened yesterday that really, really depressed you. Or last year or four years ago. Wake up every morning with the power of the Holy Spirit and realize that if God's mercies begin afresh every morning, then my life can begin afresh every morning. You know, I tell people all the time, they say, man, I have a horrible day. This is a horrible day. I say, just go to bed. <laughs> Wake up. Tomorrow's a new day, man. You know? you know, and sometimes I do that. I just say, well, today, man, oh, my God, this was a day not to remember. Let's just lay it to rest and then wake up. Tomorrow is a brand new day and things change. And if they don't, there's grace that is sufficient. Let me close with this. I think we need to learn about facing fears from a lady by the name of Miriam. Now, Miriam was a Hebrew woman in Egypt when the Egyptian, when the, when the Israelites were in bondage, they were cap, held captive. They were slaves to the Egyptians. And Pharaoh had given the order that because of multiplication, because the people of God were multiplying so rapidly, Pharaoh said, I want you to take every male child that's born and I want you to throw him in the Nile River. And so they did that, many of them, but many did not. And this one woman, this one woman had a baby. And the Bible says he, he was a beautiful baby. And so they wanted to keep him. They, didn't, they won't throw him in the river. So they, they, they made him a, a little, out of some reason, they made him a little kayak, you know, like a little, before kayaks were really in style, you know, they made him a little kayak with a little top on it. And they put him up in there and, and they, they noticed that Pharaoh's daughter was, was, was in the shallows and she was bathing. And so they just, they just shoved that little kayak out there. And there he went. You know, you could just imagine he's in there and he's bobbling around and, and he floats up right up to where she is. Maybe that little, that little, that little kite just kind of brushed up against her leg. I'm like, what's this? And they open it up and they said, it's a baby. It's one of the Hebrew babies. And so Miriam, watching this, instead of cowering back and hoping maybe that everything worked out and that it, it's going to be okay, I guess, not, not, not Miriam. She walked straight up to Pharaoh's daughter and said, hey, Pharaoh's daughter, or whatever her name was. You think you might want me to get somebody to nurse this little baby right here? And Pharaoh's daughter said, yes, 
go get, go get somebody in there. So Miriam runs back to the house and gets her mother and brings her by the hand to Pharaoh's daughter and presents her. And they take the baby out of the little kayak. And she begins to nurse the baby. And that baby's name was Moses. And Miriam was Moses' sister. I'm telling you, if you want fear, things that are fearful, and believe me, you had to fear Pharaoh. What no democracy there. One word and you were finished. But yet, boldness. I'm telling you, folks, if we can live a fearless life, a life with less fear, you will go to levels in this world in just your normal life that you never thought you could. You young people, it's time to step off and do something great in life. Don't settle for just the status quo of barely making it through but get yourself up on the front line and don't fear what people think of you. Don't be categorized. Just step out and do something powerful in your life. Not only will something great happen in your life, in the normal life, but your life of God, God will take you places and do things with you that will astonish you every day of your life. I'm telling you, folks. We're putting a lot of emphasis on a lot of things, but everything boils down to one thing, love and fear. When love is up, I see. When love is down, I saw. See, saw. See, saw. Bow your heads with me right now if you don't mind. Thank you, Father. I love you, Lord. And I thank you that you have promised us that nothing can separate us from the love of God that is found in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that you're giving us power to face every fear. Now, come on, if, if you're in this place right now, I want you to just take that fear, that thing that's just been plaguing you all of your life. If some of you right now, it's so powerful, you're, you're, you can't make a proper choice. You're you're caught in the balance because you're afraid of what happened in the past, so you're afraid to trust again. But I'm telling you, if you will go retro to the past and draw off the good things that God has done, everything will change in your life starting right this moment. Come on, remember the bear in the line. Remember the victory. Come on, remember the good times. Remember how it was so good with God. How he healed you, how he saved you, how he met that financial need that you never thought, how he healed your marriage, how he, how he healed your children, how he helped you get through hard times. And come on, let's, let's take that into the future with us. Come on, if you're a believer, if you're following Jesus right now, just begin to pray. Come on, just, I mean, look, remember, no distraction right now. We're still in the zone with Jesus. Now, let me talk to you who are in a place where You've not decided to follow the Lord yet, but you're here. You're here in this moment right now. I want to give you opportunity. I'm not God. I can't change anyone. I can't save anyone. But I can give opportunity and help you like someone helped me one day. Listen to me, people. If you're in this place right now and you don't know Jesus, you're not sure of your heart being one with God you, you're not saved you, sin has dominion over you 
and you just are empty. There's that empty spot that pastor talked about before. Come on right now, just open your heart up. Let the Lord inspire you right now. Come on, open up your heart. This is your chance. This is your time. If that's you and you say, Pastor Van, that's what I want. I want to serve Jesus. I truly do. I've had problems. I, I haven't understood. I, it's, it's been complicated to me. I don't know. Look, just drop all that. And just trust, knowing that God loves you so much, he sent Jesus for you. If that's you and you're ready to serve him, I'm going to pray with you. I simply want you to do this while every head is bowed. I just want you to shoot your hand up and say, Pastor Van, please pray with me. Thank you, sir. Please, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, ma'am. Yes, hands are going up. Hands are going up. Come on now. Come on. Yes, that's right. Anybody else? If you haven't, just shoot your hand up if you haven't. Come on, just shoot up. Just say, me. That's right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Right now, let's, let's just receive the Lord right now. It's not complicated. Fear makes it so complicated. What if God does? What if he doesn't receive me? What if he doesn't forgive me? What if? What if? Well, I'm here to tell you that the what ifs are now the he will. He will. He will forgive you. He will change you. He will love you. And you will serve him. And you will be victorious. Come on, if you raised your hand or even if you didn't, let me just lead you in a simple prayer right now. Just say these words. Say, Father in heaven. I love you, Lord. I receive you right now as my Lord and Savior. I want to serve you, Lord God. I need to be changed. Make me new today. I receive you completely. And I will serve you, Lord, for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. Come on, Northwood. Don't you love the Lord? Come on, Pastor. If you just made that decision, let me be the first to say congratulations. The decision to follow Christ is just the beginning of your relationship with God. So we'd love to help you with your next steps. If you'll go to northwood.tv connect and fill out the online information card, our lead pastor, Van DeCote, wants to send you a letter that tells you some more steps to take that'll help you maintain your new relationship with God. We're one church in multiple locations. We have a campus in Gulfport, Wiggins, and in Long Beach, Mississippi. If you live in one of these areas, we'd love to see you at one of our services. You can visit our website, northwood.tv, for service times and locations. If you'd like to give to this ministry, you can do that online as well. Just go to northwood.tv give or simply text the amount you'd like to give to 228-215-3421. Again, that's 228-215-3421. Standard data rates and text charges may apply. Thanks again for joining us today. We'll see you next time.